Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast on SEN. Great to have your company too. We're on location today down at Magnificent Lawn for the Mountain to Surf. Sam Edmund and Dwayne Russell sitting in for the volcano, Kane Corns, who actually takes your baby today, Dwayne. Kane for Midday Madness. Yes. So uh, hope you passed on the, the cheat sheet to the volcano for later on. Kane does not need any help whatsoever. True. He is the content king. Just bring content, as he says. Unfortunately, I know what's going to happen, though. I'll get quoted later this year. I heard on Dwayne's World, you said, and it'll be Kane that said it, like you said two days ago, that you said Justin Longmuir was going to be yes, flicked half might have said that. Yeah, yeah. That won't yeah. come back to haunt you at all. No, it won't come Will back at all. Will you claim it if well, it ends up being true? Hey, it's a hold me to it, so I'm going to be held no, to it. Uh, this man, we always hold uh, his opinions in very high regard because the eyes of the tennis world are on Australia right now and the countdown of the Australian Open and our man BP is all over it. Brett Phillips, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Very envious, boys. One of my favourite parts on the planet, Lawn. What a ma- magnificent spot. Uh, it is indeed. Not a bad place to have a bit of tennis too, I might add, down here on the waterfront. Brilliant. Uh, Dwayne Russell's here with me, BP, and we're just looking at the Australian Open draw before, and uh, I'm not sure if there's a player the Demon would have least liked to have uh, faced in the first round, but certainly when you're coming up against a former world number three, a former Wimbledon finalist coming back from injury, I reckon Milos Raonic would have been high on the list of players you'd want to avoid if you're Alex Demon, or wouldn't he? <laughs> Yes, the first thought I had, Sam, I looked at it and I thought, okay, gee, that's not the absolute, you're probably like a little easier than I thought. Well, Milos is a little short of a gallop. In fact, he's having a hit at uh, Kuyong this morning just to um, you know, get in some match practice. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on that just to see how the big man looks. But, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that made a Wimbledon final. If you stood behind him, it was like standing behind Tom Hawkins. You know, big yeah. lump of a man, big calves. Yeah. Uh, he just he had a purple patch there for a while where he was winning a lot of tournaments, you know, big serve, massive ground strokes, and then his body just kept letting him down. So he's had no continuity the best part of three or four years. So he's using a protected ranking for 33. But if he lights it up, you know, he's a tough guy to break. But in saying that, I mean, Demon was such a good returner. And if you sort of forecast ahead, you know, likely the Italian, if you can get through that, Matteo Almaldi, who's a really good competitor in the second round. So there's no easy path here. This guy's jumped about 90 spots in the rankings in the last 12 months. Then maybe Nicholas Jarry, who, like Raonic, big serve, but Demon or beat him with his beautiful return game at the US Open last year. You're looking at a Rublev, possibly fourth round, who's been a perennial quarter finalist. Yannick Sinners on that side as a potential 
um, quarter and then Djokovic semi Alcaraz final. You know, if the dream was to, <laughs> he went all the way, but that's what it looks like. There's no easy matches on paper and. Yeah, but he's feeling good. You know, he's feeling good about mm. his game. He's in good form, and uh, let's see if he can just you know tick the first box. Now, sixteen Aussies in action, of course. I mean, I don't think the draw was overly kind, was it, BP? I mean, Popperin's drawn his doubles partner. There's another Aussie matchup, Vukic and Jordan Thompson as well. Where else are the headline acts here? What, what else did you take away from it yesterday? Yeah, I mean, apart from the Aussies, gee, there's some mouthwatering uh, matchups. You know, when you think of, um, you know, Felix Auger-Aliassime, Dominic Team, you've got, you know, Igor Sviontek mm. playing a uh, former Australian Open champion, Sophia Kennan, Elena Rybakina, last year's runner-up, who's a you know, really good chance, uh, but takes on a former world number one, Carolina Pliskova. You know, Naomi Osaka in her return to play Caroline Garcia, who's obviously been, you know, top five in the last couple of years. That's not a easy um, first-up match for Naomi in her Grand Slam uh, return. In terms of our yeah, Australian women, I'll tell you the matchup we'd love to see. If Isla Tomjanovic can win her first-round match against Petra Martic, now, uh, Yelena Ostapenko's playing the Aussie Kim Birrell. We'd probably love the two Aussies to get through, but if Ostapenko yeah. got through and Tomjanovic, let's a little rematch of their big spat at Wimbledon in 2021 when there was a war of words on court 18. I'd love to see that uh, version two. <laughs> in the Australian Open second round. So, yeah, look, it's a mixed bag for the Aussies, no doubt. But we'll, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. And a few have got qualifiers. And we've got seven Australians still alive in qualifying uh, today. Uh, probably the best chance is Storm Hunter. Unfortunately, John Millman, the fairy tale, uh, yeah. didn't go to gonna... the second round yesterday. I was going to ask you about Johnny Millman. I'm a big fan. I'm not on my own there. But he, he choked back tears, thanked his loyal fans. I was really hoping he'd get there. But... An 18-year professional career has come to an end. You were speaking about the creaking back, and uh, unfortunately, he's not going to get there. It would have been a nice little way to, to put a full stop on it all if he had. It would have been great, too, because Djokovic plays a qualifier in the first round. That would have been the perfect matchup If the computer, Dexter, had gone, you know, yeah. here we go, put Johnny in next to Novak in his final ever match. But anyway, that's not going to happen. But uh, it would have been fantastic. Sammy would like to see Novak Djokovic play marbles. He's uh, absolutely in love with the way Novak is able to do anything oh, nerve-free. What, what about Novak and friends last night, BP? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, Peter Bowl had him covered. Uh, gymnastics, he could easily do that. Most flexible man in tennis. Uh, right amazing. arm over medium right arm over medium pace. A couple of wide ones, but uh, not too bad. He hit a couple into the crowd. So, yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, these guys, they're, they're freaks at anything, really, with racket and, you know, in hand. I mean, I know how flexible he is, but the man can do the split. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's incredible. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that, um, you know, with him. There's, there's no better mover on the tennis court than Djokovic. And when you think all those years ago when he just wasn't quite putting all the right things in his body, he was a bit fragile, then he just went on this, uh, you know, obviously fitness regime of getting himself so lean and cut and flexible and, you know, sliding on a hard court and being able to, you know, when you're out wide, you're stretching to one wing. No no player better resets his court position back in the middle because he can just push off both sides so well. He does that better than anyone. So qualifying wraps up today, BP. Just take us through quickly, if you've got them in front of you, the, the Aussies who are still a chance to get through here. Where does our attention need to be directed today? Yeah, Storm Hunter hopefully can get through. Uh, Omar Jaseka would be a, a good story as well. Melbourneian, I mean, he won a US Open boys, uh, juniors and doubles. 
uh, many years ago. So it'd be great to see uh, Omar get through. I'd love to see a young guy called Dane Sweeney uh, get through. Now, this guy, is, there's not much of him, but gee, packs a punch. Uh, he's only about 160-odd centimetres, but he works his tail off, and he's about 200-odd in the world. I'd love to see him make his Grand Slam main draw. So, yeah, he's a big chance. Destiny Ayava, who was a really good junior, lost her way. I think it's a really good chance to uh, yeah, get through as well. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can at least get one out of the, <laughs> the 25 that yeah. started. And just down in Tassie, Daria Saville in, a, in the semi at Hobart today, of course. So I think she's got Elise Mertens. Can, can, she, yep. can she win it all? She can, yeah, no doubt. Look, it's a huge fillet for that tournament. She was a late wild card in only last Saturday, and she's filled the stands in Hobart, which is brilliant for that tournament. She's playing inspired tennis. A couple of matches, Sam, she's come from a set down, and, yeah, Mertens uh, has won that tournament before. She's been a semi-finalist at the Australian Open, but, yeah, Dash is going to have the crowd in her corner, and, look, I think we'll, we'll see her get back up the rankings this year, and... Yeah, she looks good in Hobart at the moment. Mm. And no Dwayne's World Monday or Tuesday. There's something better. It's BP's World. I love uh, it. Are you doing Monday and Tuesday before the test starts on SEN on Wednesday and then you can get it on the app? Uh, I haven't been told about it, Dwayne. But, right. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> question you know without notice. A bit early on this. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll find that out. Um, I, I, right. I, I can tell you, Dwayne, we've got a bumper coverage starting on Sunday on SEN. So from uh, midday... Eastern, right across the network, will be there for day one, all the way through to the night session. So, uh, yeah, wherever you're listening around the country, on the SEN app, oh. wherever you are, tune into the tennis weather bumper opening day. Okay. Okay. BP, magnificent. Can't wait for it, of course, starting on a on a Sunday this year. Actually, just on that, before we let you go, I saw the comments made by John McEnroe, and I want to get you on the hop here. I'm not sure if you've seen these. I've already but... asked him a question without notice, so be careful. Oh, well, okay. Well, here's another one without notice. So John McEnroe's called this, you know, 14 days to 15 days a blatant money grab. I mean, what, is what... How do we reconcile with this? Because was it not done to appease the players who are unhappy about the late finishes and the scheduling issues? Well, it is a cash grab, really. But it makes more sense, doesn't it, to start sporting events on the weekend. I mean, that just makes more sense to me. Yeah. I think all the slams probably should go this way. But yes, yes, there are going to be only, what, two matches on Rod Laver during the day. I think Margaret Court and John Kane. So it means the night session will always start on time. But you can never be totally certain of when the day is going to finish in tennis. But hopefully but, it'll finish yeah. earlier. But it is so, so know, would they have done this? Some more cash. Yeah, well, would they have done this anyway, or was it more, I guess, instigated by the four four thirty a.m. finishes that we get from time to time? Well, I think the TA is always trying to be innovative. They're always trying to be, um, mm. you know, the slam. I mean, even though the French have been doing this for years, I think they, you know, are keen to get you know, as many people through that precinct. It's the biggest sporting precinct in tennis, and you know that money obviously is massive. It is the major carrot to fund tennis in Australia. Development, coaching, uh, pathways, grassroots, everything. So why wouldn't you start on a Sunday? In fact, Ben Rothenberg, uh, New York Times journalist who is going to be on our show, he's written a book about Naomi Osaka, he's the author. Uh, He said it makes total sense. We'll play that on Mm. Sunday. And he's been around tennis a long time. So the US Open will likely follow whether Wimbledon will change their traditions. We'll wait and see. Okay, well, we'll wait and see. He said, I don't agree with it. It's a blatant cash grab. and well, double on yeah. by BP. That's <laughs> mean. Uh, Brett, good on you, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time out again. Oh, enjoy, Lauren. Thank you, gents. Thank you, Brett Phillips there, Jordius. Uh, wow. What about that?
was. Shocked. Anyway. Groove Armada, DMAs, rudimental. You're heading down to the Australian Open. That's a few acts. Oh, is it? They have, yeah. Gee, they do a good job down there. They the do Open. do a good job. That's a great day out. Uh, we need to get to this man.